Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Yow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals. And let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels. And thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Believe SoCal Sweat. The 2021 Olympics is among us. It's taking place in Tokyo. And it's so much different than Olympics that we've experienced in the past. At least the Olympics is on and that's a really good thing, but these athletes don't have the cheering of the crowds and all their family, friends, and fans in the stands. And that's gotta be so difficult. And many of us were shocked by today's news in the fact that Simone Biles, the GOAT, pulled out completely. She admitted to the fact that it was just too much pressure. She was going in as the most elite athlete to be watched. And we saw her on that vault and then she was done and she put on her sweatpants and she was done. And she coached her teammates into silver, into meddling in silver, right under the Russian um, elite gymnastics as well. She's such a class act and she's only 24, but look at all of that pressure. And she didn't have all of her fans and family in the stands And uh, is it too much pressure to be called a GOAT? There are arguments for and against. So these athletes are under tremendous pressure. But I thought it would be a really interesting episode to go through their fitness and training and motivation tips because we all need this. And the Olympians are the elite of the elite in athletes. And they are so mentally strong. And they have hardships. And how do they deal with those hardships? The diet regimens are fascinating. I watched... Um, the former, our former swimmer, Michael Phelps, and what he eats. He really doesn't have any spices at all, and he eats a whole lot of white bread. It's very interesting, but those athletes need tons of calories. And sometimes the gymnasts need less because it's more of a quick, fast sport, whereas other athletes have the longevity and need a lot more um, carbs versus protein. So I wanted to break some of these things down, but just just a, a couple fun facts. The cardboard beds that these athletes have to sleep on in Tokyo apparently are very uncomfortable and they're very small and Tokyo is not taking any chances with the Delta variant you know in COVID in general and also I know the cafeteria although it has great food you're not really allowed to stay there very long um, and enjoy a meal you have to come come in and get out really quickly so these Olympians are under a lot of pressure and they're not in their typical environments as far as where the usual Olympic village would be full of fun and, and um, you know, drinking on the side and, and partaking in a lot of extracurricular activities, which I've heard many times that Olympians can get very uh, frisky with each other, frisky with one another. But then again, you look at the most fabulous specimens from every country on earth, you know, I guess it's par for the course and I understand that. Anyway, I wanted to go through some fitness motivation and nutrition tips on what Olympians share and how this could possibly help you in your own lives. Many of these first few tips come from Dr. Michael Israetel, who happens to be the US Olympic weightlifting consultant and also counsels on Olympic nutrition. The first one is to stay consistent with diet and exercise. For Olympians, if they miss a meal or two, it can take a training session. 
A training session has a distinct structure within the week, and if, for example, it's the hardest training session of the week, then that entire week of training goes that much more poorly. And then a week of training going poorly turns into a month, and that kind of stuff starts to really matter at such a high level. If you stay consistent with your nutrition over your training, you've got a recipe for great gains. At least five days out of the week, maybe six, you have to stay on point with multiple good protein-packed meals throughout the day, plenty of calories and hard training, depending on what you're doing. Maybe your goal is to lose weight, maybe it's to gain weight, maybe it's to add more muscle or bone density. Whatever your personal goal is in training, fitness and exercise and nutrition, you may not be an Olympian, but you can learn from their dedication to keeping their eyes on the goal and sticking with it. The next step is making the right choices in nutrition. And this is so difficult, as we know, there are wonderful fast food restaurants. The smell, you're driving and you can smell Chick-fil-A, you can smell In-N-Out Burger, whatever your poison, shall we say, is. And you may not be an Olympian, but you definitely have it in you to choose something like grilled chicken and veggies over a McChicken and fries, right? Well, it's, it's a difficult thing, but choosing the right items that go into your body, mind, body, and soul, you're gonna feel better, you're not gonna have bloating and inflammation, but just kind of trying to really stick with the right choices in nutrition helps Olympians and it can certainly help all of us. And along with making the right choices, try to make meal prep less daunting. Yes, we sometimes watch these YouTube videos where people are making tons of chicken breast and tons of steamed broccoli, but that isn't always so easy. So try to make your meal prep a little bit easier because if you are starving and you don't have anything with you, you're gonna go to those McDonald's and things like that. So making your meal prep less intimidating will help you stay on track of your goals. If you're just starting out with your meal prep, try to not have bland food. Add taste, add pretty exotic things that taste great and have a variety of ingredients. And again, if you're starting out, make sure it's delicious. Don't intentionally eat bland food and say, oh, diet's supposed to be punishment. I'm atoning for my sins. Not true. You're just trying, if you're, let's just say, trying to lose 15 pounds, keep it simple. Three or four ingredients, maybe a couple pounds of lean meat, lean protein if you're vegan, and some healthy carbs and some veggies. Don't overcomplicate it. You don't have to be a gourmet chef. Just stick with a plan and make it as easy as possible on yourself. The next tip from U.S. Olympic consultant is to avoid fad diets. And we all know this, but every new year, every time something comes out where all it's a crazy diet regimen, oh, it's going to work, it's going to work. This may not necessarily happen to Olympians because they do understand that there are no shortcuts without drawbacks. If you continue to try to find a diet that lets you eat junk food all the time or lets you eat lots of food and not worry about proportions, then you're certainly going to struggle with all kinds of crazy diets. Different combinations of starvation or cutting of a nutrient that'll just make you binge later. You just have to accept the fact that you have to eat healthier food in smaller portions. It's a deficit and a surplus of calories if you wanna lose weight or gain weight. And you won't be shocked when your new diet isn't all fun and games because it just isn't. But you can make it interesting. You can make it beautiful and tasty with spices and sauces and everything like that. You can increase your food intake once you're staying active and maintaining your weight. But any one of us that follow these fad diets are really kidding ourselves and thinking that you can eat whatever you want, eat sugar and not lower proportions or anything like that. 
and lose weight or gain weight. It has to be a deficit and surplus of calories depending on your physical activity level and or your goal, whether it be to gain, lose, maintain, what have you. So beware of those crazy fad diets. The next piece of advice from Olympians is to set goals that you actually believe in. Olympians don't really need to search very far for that extra motivation because they're already at their elite levels, but they put the work in. As normal citizens that are not Olympians, I don't want to call us, us normal, we can all be Olympians in our own mind, um, we find ourselves searching for reasons to keep pushing sometimes, whether we want to admit it or not. It's not always easy to stay so on top of your game. If you know you find that you're consistently struggling to get off the couch and into the gym, you may be chasing the wrong goal. If you find that you'd rather do anything before you knock out another chest fly or get on that treadmill, maybe try something different. Something that you actually love to do because it's so important to like what you do for fitness. Maybe you like to do Pilates, maybe you like to CrossFit, maybe you like to box. There's no judgments. You don't have to be in that gym doing you know, the, the Smith machine or something that you feel like you should be doing. It has to be a lifestyle. It has to be something that you love. If your goal rings true for your soul, then it's going to motivate you simply because that's what you want to do, not what everybody else wants you to do or what you read about that should be the best for you. Do what you love. If you really do what you want and what's fun for you, then that can be a great motivator in itself. So set those goals you actually believe in and hopefully will follow. With that same thought in mind, make sure that your goals are actually realistic and achievable. If someone's 4'11", and they have no basketball training or they're just not very good, but they wanna believe that they can make the NBA. They have to be realistic. I mean, Olympians, their goals are typically carefully calculated and important within reach. For some reason, many people often go a little overboard with their own goals. For example, the law of attraction. Although the law of attraction, if you are familiar with that book and that documentary, some people believe that they can perhaps win a Nobel Peace Prize. But if they're sitting on the couch and they sit there and visualize it and that it's going to come true, that's just not realistic. You have to put the work in behind it. You have to see what are my capabilities, like perhaps what is my body type? If I want to play in the NBA, am I that height? Do I have that skill level? You have to be realistic with those goals. Maybe someone tells you that you can split the atom in a few weeks and if you believe it, you can achieve it and it's going to happen. No but you have to realize what it takes to get there and you have to be realistic about it. So sometimes that hashtag new year, new me looks great on the last gym selfie that you took. But if you are maybe a hard gainer and you're you know, six feet tall and super skinny and you believe that you can be Arnold Schwarzenegger, that may not be a realistic goal for yourself when trying to achieve and win the Mr. Olympia competition. You do have to realize all of our goals have to be realistic and I myself am very elevated sometimes in what I want to achieve. It's truly not easy to visualize yourself doing something when you can't, but you've got to have grit and that leads me to the next one. Don't say, oh, I don't know if, that, if my diet's perfect, I think I'm gonna quit. Shut up and keep going because there's going to be grit that's needed at some point. We always have to value delicious food and easy to make recipes. We have to value goals and, and think that if we want to stay on the couch or stay in bed, we've got to have grit to be able to get out there and do it. It's the best combination, willpower. Having a reservoir of willpower to, to do things inevitably when it gets difficult. And again, we don't want to make in, things intentionally hard, but it's hard to 
lose weight, gain weight, accomplish a goal, get super muscular. If it were easy, everybody would be perfect specimens. And yes, with plastic surgery, people are certainly trying, but nothing is perfect, nothing. But have some grit and be realistic with your goals. Now the next few tips come specifically from certain Olympians. The first one is to be holistic about your training. And this comes from Alipine Tialamuk, an Olympic marathoner and tracksmith athlete. And according to this Olympic marathon runner, and that means balancing your mileage with other critical pillars to truly flow, like plyometrics, stretching, weight training, and flexibility drills. She says, one tip that is true for all runners is that it's better to run one fewer mile in your training and just spend that time on drills and stretching. That's key for injury prevention in distance running, where imbalance will come back and haunt you. So she's basically suggesting to change up your workouts, especially to avoid injury, which I can attest to. The next tip comes from Kira Kandi, who is an Olympic rock climber. And she says simply stay hydrated. It's simple, being hydrated helps fend off fatigue. She drinks a glass of water in the morning first thing. And then she sticks with water as she trains, but then adds electrolytes, a mix that includes salt and potassium, to her midday drink to replenish for the next workout. And she says it helps her retain hydration. And this is certainly something that we all need to do. It is so hard to constantly drink water during the day, especially if you can't go to the bathroom or if you're running to the bathroom several times. But always just have something by you. And if it's boring, because sometimes I don't just like to drink plain water, you can add things to it like fruit, anything that would be like add mint, lemon, strawberries, blueberries. You know when you go to those hotels, those really high-end hotels, and they have those big jugs of water and the fruit's been sitting there and it's just delicious. And then you try to make it at home and it gets moldy and turns uh, rotten. Yes, hashtag fail on my part. But just, and sometimes you can just add those little meal mixers or those even generic things just to make it a little bit more fun. But hydration is super necessary for our health. This next tip for staying motivated in your fitness training comes from one of my all-time favorites, and that is Olympic sprinter, gold medal sprinter, Allison Felix. And she said, pop some tunes, pop your favorite tunes. Music is a huge motivator in helping her push through her tough workouts. She has playlists and specific songs that she knows will help her when she needs that extra push. She also uses podcasts as a mental wind down as part of her post-workout recovery. And she said, it's been a total game changer. What do you like to listen to when you work out? I had one friend run a marathon and she had her uh, iPhone on her. And for some reason, she had a huge playlist. And for some reason, the phone was not working and it was not shuffling the music. And it literally had Eye of the Tiger the entire time. So the entire 26.2 or whatever the marathon is, that song was on the entire time, but it actually, you know, thank God that it was that song and not some slow song that may have been for her recovery. So I have a tiger for that long. What do you like to listen to for music and or podcasts? I definitely like heavy metal and EDC if I'm going to work out really hard, especially if there's boxing involved, but I definitely like to listen to positive podcasts that make me feel less forlorn and depressed, shall we say. And of course, I like to get, as some people say, edumacated. Let's get smarter. And according to Zoolander, we could actually listen to a podcast for kids who can't read good. <laughs> and this next tip is trying to plan ahead to achieve peak strength. And this comes from champion rower, Olympic champion rower, Susan Francia. 
If summer riding, swimming, rowing, or any other outing is your thing, try prioritizing strength gains in the winter so your muscles have more playtime when your pursuit is in full swing. During the winter, Susan does heavy lifting with low reps and near maximum weight. Then she does two months of endurance, like four sets of 40 reps with very low weight. So she says it's almost an aerobic workout. By summer racing season, she does a combination of medium weights to maintain her strength. And that's something we could all follow if our goal is to achieve max strength. And the final three things coming from Olympic athletes are going to revolve around mindfulness, visualization, and motivation. Mindfulness is turning negative emotions into positive emotions. And you may have heard of this word, but what does it actually mean, mindfulness? It's surprisingly simple. It's a practice that with a little bit of meditation, Olympic superstars swear by its benefits. In the simplest terms, mindfulness helps to make you more aware of your thoughts, emotions, and feelings in the present moment. It can help everyone, regardless of your ability. And this quote comes from the 2016 Olympic silver medalist, P.V. Sindhu of Badminton. She says, we need to be physically and mentally strong. It's equally important. Mindfulness is about being aware of physical sensations and that's why many Olympians use it to optimize their training. Once an athlete has stepped onto the field, having the awareness to focus on the information that their body sends to their brain can help them leap ahead of their competition. What if you're in your work going in for a big presentation? Maybe you can visualize you're, you're having great success and winning that campaign. That would be mindfulness, visualization. Being emotionally aware is key to success on the field. A high level of mindfulness for athletes means that they can recognize warnings like injuries in their emotional state. With this information, they can direct their attention onto things that help their performance. Having proper mindfulness means that you can learn to block out distractions that require regular practice so you can keep improving every time you play the game or going to a, something, a meeting, let's just say, at your work or having your own control over your great workout at the gym or whatever you're doing. You can begin by controlling your breathing with like box breathing, where you breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe out in like a square formation where it's breathing in for four seconds, holding it for four seconds, breathing out for four seconds. These kinds of breathing techniques or any kind of meditation with that can help you look inward and help you cancel out what is around you. So you have that Olympian level of mindfulness with even a simple breathing technique. When something is not going your way, whether it be in your sporting competition, in school, at work, the temptation can be angrily blame someone or something. And one of the keys to mindfulness is to try to understand negative emotions. And these are bad feelings that serve a purpose and can even help you push towards your goals and success. And athletes, a flaring temper, which many of them have and a lot of us have when we're losing a game or when we're losing at something that we really wanna win, is often viewed as a sign that they've lost control. Just like, just like having an argument with someone when they fly off the handle and scream at you that means that they've lost control and it will usually be met by a coach or teammate or your boss trying to calm them down but what if that is exactly not what you want to do this tension might be exactly what you need to perform like a champion but olympians who use their anger at the right times can emotionally rise above their competition if done right so three things we can do to stay more mindful are number one try simple meditation Take five full minutes to sit quietly and focus on your breathing. The second one is to go for a walk. 
Take some time to be aware of your body's movement as you go. And the third is to eat mindfully. Put down the book, turn off the TV, close your social media, close your computer and focus on the food that you're eating, the deliciousness and the nutrition that you're getting for your body. The next tip from athletes to achieve ultimate success is visualization. And this comes from Olympic gold medalist, London 2012, Jordan Burroughs. He says, I try to visualize that perfect match. Visualization is a technique in which you can imagine and picture challenges ahead of you to help you actually achieve them in real life. And this technique could be the key to unlocking your full potential. You can use your mind's eye. Picture the outcome you want to see. That's what the world's best athletes do to focus before a competition. Visualization helps top athletes focus on the positive outcome in order to succeed. Indeed, many world-class Olympians cite the technique as one of the most powerful weapons in their arsenal. It can take maybe just 10 minutes to visualize. Just 10 minutes can be enough to see positive effects. But the more we visualize as Olympians, and the closer we do it to a big event, the more powerful it becomes for them. And that doesn't just apply to aiming for the Olympic gold. It could be a job interview, a driving test, or even a first date where you can visualize a very sexy outcome and potentially a long-term loving relationship. Here are four tips to help you visualize in developing your imaging technique. The first is to start in a comfortable setting that you know well. The second is to move your mind to preparation mode, like training, revising, rehearsing, and think of the actions you'll take. Third is to picture the task at hand and work your way through it in your mind. And four, picture your success and yourself celebrating and give yourself a proper treat when you win. And the final tip from Olympians is motivation. Ariane Titmus, the 400 meter freestyle world champion says, my motivational mantra, just be the best you can be. Motivation is your brain's way of keeping you going when times are tough. We all know the feeling. We really need to keep working on that essay, that workout, but the games console is calling you. You know you should push on and run that extra mile, but it's cold outside and so warm and comfy at home. Sometimes there's no struggle greater than finding the motivation to push yourself that little bit further. Like you and your homework, pretty much every great athlete will report hitting the wall, reaching what appears to be the physical limit of their endurance, can't do any more. But the right mindset can really be the best outcome. Why do some people seem to be able to push through the wall when it's so much more difficult for others? It's all about supercharging your mind. Olympians who reach the top and stay there often use motivation like friends, family, or representing their country. But even something simple like picking the right music can do the job too, as stated earlier in the podcast. And it's always best to choose music that's between 120 and 140 beats per minute, which is actually the match for your heartbeat. There is a lot of talk every day, and especially with the Olympics, in mental toughness and what it means to have mental toughness. Often we are quite reactive when something becomes an issue and we look to develop skills, but Olympic athletes and athletes in general are looking to be much more proactive and psychologist Amber Moskowitz says she thinks it's great because we build the capacity for resilience and being adaptive. That really does position an athlete for success. And if you look at Simone Biles in the Olympic gymnastics today, she pulled out, but she was the goat and she has extreme mental toughness, but sometimes things can take a, a real hold of you and there's nothing wrong with that. She is only 24 and has that tremendous pressure, 
but I don't take away from her mental toughness whatsoever. And she was a class act in bringing her American gymnasts to a silver medal, right under the Russians, as stated before. But what are three things that can keep you motivated at all times? Number one, your playlist, your music playlist. Having those killer songs and even podcasts, if you will, on hand to keep you motivated when you start to get bored and tired. The second one for motivation is to have a powerful quote that really stands for what you believe in. In a powerful quote, communication is human nature. So having the perfect motivational quote for yourself can be just the thing you need. And you can get these daily motivational quotes on any type of social media, any type of website, and that can really, really help. What is your personal quote? And third is a photo of success. Get a great picture from your graduation or your winning the baseball team championship. Keep it saved on your phone whenever you need a boost, especially if you are looking to achieve any kind of weight loss goals, success goals, mental wellness goals, nutrition goals. Maybe put a picture of your ideal body on the refrigerator or keep it on your phone. I know that being in the entertainment business, I keep Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct on my phone screensaver, which is a little odd, but I love her. I love Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. She's the reason I became an actress. Yes, I love her and the ice pick and the way she lies and plays men. <laughs> no, it's a slight truth, maybe not, but I, I really love Basic Instinct and that movie always motivates me to try to keep pursuing my own dreams. So whatever your dreams and goals are, Use that motivation, the visualization, and all the other things that are mentioned in this podcast to help you win in everything that you want to do in life. Achieve your goals. And these are just a few things from U.S. Olympians. But whatever you do, whatever your goals are, believe in yourself, continue to achieve even when you hit that wall. I am personally going through the struggle of recovering from the broken femur, the arm, and now an onset of another injury of my left foot. I hit walls all the time and I get very discouraged, but I do have motivation techniques that help me and definitely songs and definitely podcasts, but I refuse to quit. It's very easy to quit and throw in the towel and we all face things. We all face challenges. Some are worse than others and nobody is better or worse than anybody else. And sometimes when you're talking to somebody, it's easy to bring your own problems in with that or lose sight of your own problems because you don't want to talk to them about theirs. But hey, everybody, everybody, it's a balance. It's all relative and you should be able to have friends, family. And if you don't, some kind of a peer group, some kind of a social network that helps you. And if nothing else, use that visualization. Use a great killer playlist. Rage Against the Machine always helps me. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Believe SoCal Sweat. And I believe in all of you, and we are all truly Olympic athletes in our minds, in our souls, in our bodies, at work, and even as parents, individuals. Just continue to achieve and go for that gold medal every day of your life, even when it becomes difficult. And thanks again. I wish you guys a wonderful week, and keep watching those Olympics for any type of motivation. Thanks again. We appreciate you for listening, and please rate and subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, Tuned In, or at Believe.com. You can always reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels or at Ann McDaniels Actress. And I will see you next time on Believe So Cal Sweat.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.